give it to him one more time. That's who's standing here today. Oh, oh, oh! Live and in living color, it is WrestleMania season. Heat Ratio Sports, it's the Maddie Daddy. We are talking WrestleMania 8, Hart versus Piper. And I have from front face lock, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Ryan McGann, what's up, baby? How are you doing today, Maddie? Thank you for having me on your show. Love your intro, by the way. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. King of wrestling, baby. Um, dude, I, I've reached out to multiple people in this clique of wrestling, the community that's so great to us. I want to give a big props to your show as we'll talk it throughout the episode. But Piper Hart, why? Right off the bat, what comes to mind? Why is this the match? Short form. It- it was something about this match that happened. It, you know, the, it, to, by today's standards, it's actually a slow-paced match. But it, it's a wrestling match. It's something where you watch it and you go, there's good wrestling in this match. You know, there's there's they do the test of strength and there's the, you know, lock-ups. I can do this. I can throw you over. I can throw you over. And it's it's move for move. And, it you know, it's they're both faces. So no, And Piper didn't want to turn heel. But he, you know, there's that point where he's like, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna hit him with the bell? Is he gonna?" And there was so, there's so much, many more levels that I, since I've been researching it, since we talked about being on, it's I don't know. It's just it's like one of the you know everybody considers like the uh, Ricky Steamboat Macho Man match to be one of the greatest in history, and it, I feel like this match is right at that level as far as the wrestling in the match. Absolutely, I think storytelling. Like, if today's standards, I felt the match, and like you said, layers. I felt like I was experiencing a story from the promo before till the end of the match. Just crazy how they laid it out. Um, Let's talk Hart. Let's talk Piper, because we're going – this is 1992. We've seen Bret Hart bounce around WWE, and it's kind of like always the spotlight's on him. It's almost like a minor league effect, or a freshman to sophomore to junior – and he feels like he's right on the cusp of greatness here. What is your thoughts on mid-card Bret Hart, icy runs, et cetera? Well, you know, it's funny because I actually loved mid-card Bret better than main event Bret. But doing the research for the show, you know, and we just interviewed uh, the Mountie, he dropped the belt to the Mountie, and then two days later, the Mountie dropped it to Piper, which led to this match. And from what I've been reading the last couple days or wherever it's been, Hart didn't want to do this match. He like kind of was like, all right, I dropped the belt to the Mountie. I wasn't all for that. And then it, he actually says in an interview, he actually was thinking about reaching out to WCW because he thought his push was over. Whoa. Yeah. And so Piper is the one that talked him into the match and said, no, this is going to be good. You're going to work with me. It's going to put you over and it's going to do a lot for your career. But Hart, you know, Hart thought his push was over. He thought he was done. And it was Piper that actually brought him back in, which I thought was incredible. I never knew that. Well, and this is 92. So 
it's just crazy to see like this is the cusp of Bret Hart. Like you said, mid card run, and then he's he's you know feet to the floor. Yokozuna, Diesel, Undertaker, this huge reign. But think if you would have had a role reversal where he's in WCW with Sting, would it have been the same kind of top tier that he would have wanted as a face? I don't think so because in WCW in 92, you still had, you know, uh, stunning Steve Austin and uh, Terrence Taylor and PN News. And like you still had those, you know, the, the ding dongs, I think were 91 or 90. Oh, man. So you still had those really bad Saturday Saturday night guys. Uh, you, you know, you had Paul Arndorf and you had Sting and you had you had big names there. But Flair left, and Flair left with the belt because they didn't give him his deposit back. Oh, so he kept God. the belt. So WCW was kind of like on the brink. They were still like, mm, you kind of still suck, but we we still have some good names here. Johnny B. Bad was one of their biggest guys. You know, crazy. Yeah, so I think if Hart went over there in 92, he probably would have got lost in the shuffle or they would have changed his gimmick and made him somebody, you know, the Calgary uh, yeah. hold master or something stupid like that. Well, then let's talk one of your most favorite wrestlers of all time, if not Hot Rod Roddy Piper, because this is one of his only opportunities, maybe his only one as a title holder. So thoughts, where is the placement? Because we've seen all the greatness of Piper with Piper's Pit and really the rock and wrestling. He was the 80s of WrestleMania, of the inception with Mr. T, whatnot. Where is, what what place in his career is Roddy Piper in 92? 92, he's coming off his heel, like a long run as a heel. And, you know, he's, he's going face, and he, he said in interviews that, you know, he didn't want to do a heel anymore. He liked being a face. He liked the crowd liking him. And it's funny because right before the match is that great promo that they cut with, with Mean Gene where Piper's still kind of heelish in the promo because he's talking about, you know, I remember you when you were knee-high to a grasshopper and you used to tie your shoes and the bologna sandwiches and this and that. And he's still kind of trying to be a dick, but then Hart kind of slaps his hand. And he's like, you know, it's it's Hart's way of saying, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not the little kid. But, you know, this was my favorite era of Piper because he was still intense and he was still kind of an, an ass, but he wasn't, you know, the heel Piper and that he wasn't the uh, over the hill. I've just won my second championship in WWE in 2006 with Ric Flair Piper. <laughs> so, right. It, it's it's like right in the middle, and this, and right before with the commentating, or this might have been right after he commentated because it was ninety two, so ninety one was commentating. But it's like he's just coming off all that, so yeah, he has something to prove as a face, but he doesn't want to be a heel anymore, and he's facing one of the biggest faces in the company, so it he is kind of in that like that almost stone cold gray area of face heel. Right. What's the next move? You kind of see in all these legends, I wouldn't even say they're not out of their prime, but you can kind of tell, the, like you were saying, the boat's rocking and what's next with the steroid scan. I hate saying that because whatever. Anyways, let's just keep it going. Let's get to the match, though, because Piper Hart, Hall of Famers, greats of the greats. Let's get to the main event. Uh, let's get Ooh, 
yeah, the position of Vinny, I'm calling you out right now. Yeah, even though I'm facing Flair later at WrestleMania 8, we're talking front face lock. I need you on the show ASAP. Dig it. All right, dude. WrestleMania 8, the Hoosier Dome, Indiana, the Domes. I asked Nick previously, Tim, I got to get your opinion. Dome pay-per-views, the sound, everything. Is it not just a different feeling feeling than the outside matches? It is. And the, and the great part about WrestleMania, because the dome had the, it was clear almost on top. So like the daytime matches were like brighter and then you get to the Savage and the uh, Hogan match and it's darker. So you get like the outdoor feel mixed with the indoor feel. And I liked out the outdoor events, I, you know, as much as WrestleMania 9 was garbage. I liked the whole outdoor event thing. Um, so this kind of had the best of both worlds as far as the outdoor indoor event because of the, the way the dome was structured. But uh, there was so if you watch the, the the aerial shots, there's all the the chairs on the floor, and they're like it's just you know it's Monsoon and Heenan who were the best ever, and they're like it's a sold out packed capacity crowd, and it's like you look at the crowd, it's like oh look at all those empty seats, but then you see the people come to the seats later, right? But they just like said it at the wrong time. <laughs> well, and you got to remember, TV production isn't like nowadays where you can have a thousand fans at SmackDown, but it looks full, brother. Um, yeah. So let's talk. Like you, you mentioned that promo that they show the mean Gene Okerlund. I love these promo feels of the early '90s, where you get mean Gene Okerlund kind of giving you that big match feel. Sometimes it would be too watered down, where you'd have thirty promos on a mat on a you know SummerSlam. But I, I loved having both these guys kind of go back and forth with the Pipers kind of cocky, messing with them, like you said, the grasshopper thing. And then Bret Hart shoves them like, hey, I'm on your level now, buddy. Yeah, because Piper was, all, you know, Hart was always the Hart Foundation, the tag team guy. He was in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2 when Piper was in one of the uh, the main events. And, he you know, Hart wasn't at WrestleMania 1. And then you, you fast forward and it's like now Hart's a – former Intercontinental Champion, but Piper's still treating him like the little kid. Right. And so Hart has to kind of like establish his dominance because Piper's always been the dominant guy. Well, and I love that switch that was flipped when he pushed Piper. And it's like Piper snapped. Like, because he's already in your face. Like, he's a little cocky in the promo, which is what I, you know, take away not following it at the time diving back i didn't understand he was a heel or a face i was just kind of saying okay like he's calling a shot and then brett's like getting bullied brett picks it up piper's like all right you want to do that let's round the circle i'll meet you in the ring in front of millions and, and then, boom it's like the intensity I feel and it. then they grab each other and piper you know heart goes to punch him and piper goes you wouldn't have done it and he had the belt wrapped around us so he like piper was prepared so if good. brett was gonna fight so him good. oh and that That's was the genius of Piper. Though. Piper is just the best of all. Like, Piper is GOAT. He's Mount Rushmore. Like, love him or hate him, you know, he's got two championships in WWE. But, you know, he just, everything he did was calculated. Everything he did had a plan, and you just, you followed it out. And then when it got done, you went, okay, he's awesome. I love Piper. I, even as a heel, I hated Piper when I was a kid, but I loved him because it was just, he was so good at it. Oh. Just and that's why I was 
I was interested to see his wrestling style because I thought it was kind of your brawler, but I saw him kind of doing the technician part with heart. So like it just blends the story so much more together, which I love, but we get the match, you know, obviously you said monsoon Heenan right up there on the top. I agree a hundred percent. I'd take those two over Ross and over Lawler, just my opinion. Um, and then you've got Jesse Ventura. I put a close third. Like if that was a three man right amount there. Woo. Um, but yeah, we started off with the, you know, the test of strength, the technical, you know, arm drag, collar, elbow tie up, all these old school moves. It, it was almost like all the matches started that way back in the day. Was it not? You don't see a test of strength. I'm like Warrior and Hogan at WrestleMania six and, you know, Piper in this match. Like you don't see the test of strengths anymore. Cause you know, like I said earlier, I, th- I don't know if I said it while we were recording or before we recorded. This was a slow-paced match, and it was only like an eight or nine-minute match, but it, it just it it holds up because it's it's if you're a wrestling fan, that it was a wrestling match, like the Savage Steamboat match was a wrestling match. So if you're like you know a younger kid, you know we're old, you know if you're a younger kid and you like fast-paced lucha, jumping off the ropes, doing this is not the match for you, but. If you're a wrestling fan, a pro wrestling fan, this is a match that has pro wrestling in it. Absolutely. Like I said, the groundwork, the technical work, and you see kind of Piper holding right there with Hart. One of my favorite parts, kind of like in the beginning, uh, I'd say it's about the middle, but the roll-up by Bret Hart. And you see like awesome. Yeah, Piper almost feels disrespected by the roll-up, and he slaps Hart. Like the best slap. Oh my god. That's I'm like, dang, like this is this is the same storytelling as the promo before. And it's funny about that match. Uh, as I was doing the read, I knew there was a no blading rule okay. at that time in WWE. <clears throat> but uh just researching the match. Um, so if you watch the match, there's two botches, close botch. One one's a botch, one's almost a botch. When Hart Thro- uh, Piper throws uh, Hart into the ropes and then he goes to go down on the mat. He almost right. doesn't make it. And then he does the crossbody and he has to flip over the rope. And it's kind of that's the botch where they you have to like lift him up over. But if you watch closely, Hart has said he used to keep his blade in his mouth, right? Jeez. He used to wrap it, he used to wrap it in tape and keep it in his mouth. He said he did it the whole match. And if you watch right after they jump over the ropes. You see Hart go like this on his mouth, and then he switches hands. And then he you see him do this, and then he puts him in his boot. It's if you're watching for it, you see it. And then Piper comes, you know, uh Hart's with the ref, and Piper comes up and sucker punches him, and that's what cuts him open. And there's a Bret Hart interview where he says they couldn't do that, but Flair and Savage decided to do it on the next match. They got fined, Brett and Piper did, because they thought it was a real thing, because they had to act like they were mad at each other after the match. And it's so funny, because you watch it, you go, wow, he's really busted open. But if I, ju- I only noticed it today, watching it. They they get they go, fall over the ropes, and he pulls it out of his mouth. You see him switch hands when he's on the mat. He kind of like goes like this, and then you see him shove it in his boot. And That's it's a like, hard oh. in itself, blading, like... What these guys do, like we heard, you know, in the past, Jake the Snake with this traveling with the snake, different props. 
but having to like do these spots but like you said a blade in your mouth like just a but i mean i'm sure his dad taught him that at like 15 you know what i mean yeah so it, it's just crazy my biggest takeaway was these the mat wrestling you get pretty much piper i would say almost toying with hard at the beginning of the match it's almost like a build-up where you kind of he's the cocky heel you know holding the ropes open for heart when he goes outside different things and then kind of the same way this story's going heart starts getting the advantage and piper's starting to get pissed like you can tell you know it's like you're not in charge anymore dude yeah and then the whole thing with like he grabs the bell that he's going to hit him with the bell and it's like that's where you think the, the heel turn is going to come but then you know he looks around and he doesn't the do emotion. it so exactly he's 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 like, I love this kid. I don't want to hit him with the bell, but I'm Roddy Piper. I should be hitting him with the bell, but he doesn't want to be a heel anymore, so he does it. And then, and that actually is the downside of you know the uh, the downside of him losing is because he doesn't do that, and then it's a sleeper hold, and he flips it over, which is an amazing move at the time. Nobody's ever seen that before. Well, and that's you just brought us to the end, man. Uh... Sorry, I didn't mean to. I fast forward? No, 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 no. You're good, brother. The facial, I like you said, we're telling a story, and you see from the promo to start the match to literally the match, the whole thing is ups and downs while you're getting everything you want in a mid-card IC title match. They don't build those like anymore, brother, but the facial expressions and then that same patented move Bret Hart's used a couple times, I'm sure. Where I think he did it against Perfect, maybe at a match or two, but one, two, three, and what's Piper gonna do? Snags the belt from the ref. Brett's weak in a position of hurt. Puts the belt on him, straps him up, raises his hand, the hug. Piper's on the good side once again, and this is a match you know that'll go down in history. We see kind of during this ninety ninety two run. Where all these mid-card guys like Perfect, Piper, Hart are outshining the Hogans, the Savages, the Warriors, these are Earthquake, Typhoon, whatever you want to say. It's just a different style, but I think it's unmatched anytime after that. Exactly. Even that WrestleMania alone, the match before that, or actually I think it opened WrestleMania, was uh Shawn Michaels and Tito Santana. That was a, a phenomenal opening match. Because, I mean, yeah, he had shitty, uh, bad gimmicks. Um, <laughs> Tito Santana, you know, El Matador, and he was the Canadian Express, and, you know, then he kept the Canadian Express, you know, or uh, Can-Am Express, whatever, forever. But uh, uh, he, he, he just was a good worker. And him versus Shawn Michaels, that was actually a great match. But then you look at it, it's like, oh, Shawn Michaels became the legendary Shawn Michaels. And then you have, you know, a couple whatever matches. And then Bret Hart and Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper was already established as a legend. Bret Hart, I think, because he beat Piper, catapulted him to, to the legendary status. And then all of a sudden, the next match is Flair and Savage. Like, okay, two yeah. legends right there. All right. Before we get to fantasy booking, just two things. Entrance music. Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, they're both legendary, iconic. I felt like the goosebumps as they walked out. Which one's yours? Which one's your favorite? See, I'm Irish, 
So oh, that's right, the pop rod. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm okay. I love the bagpipes. I'm you know I'm an Irish guy. Like I love bagpipes. I know he's Scottish, but <laughs> I will <laughs> say this about Hearts music: this heart music, not as much as when it started with the the one like yeah, yeah too much. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Then it does that like little key, like do, 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 like something, and I love it. Um, finishing move: the sleeper, go to sleep by Piper, the sharpshooter. Just kind of the way they put this on you in the setup to this. Which one you got over those? I got to go sharpshooter. I mean, sharpshooter is one of the best moves of all time, and uh, you know, I know Sting ripped it off. And The Rock does it, and uh, Cesaro did it for a while. And I think it was uh, Bret Hart said, I, I want The Rock to call me because I want to teach him how to do the sharpshooter. Um, the sharpshooter is just, you know, it, it's up there with the yeah. figure four. It's one of the greatest submission moves of all time. Hell, he lost the WWE title to Shawn Michaels with the sharpshooter. That just tells you, boom, bada big. Um, yeah. Dude. Let's get to the, let's talk fantasy booking. Oh, yeah. Fantasy Booking. Dig it. Back to me, Vinny. That's my macho man voice on Fantasy Booking WrestleMania 8. I'm calling you out, brother. Hit my shot. I'd love to have you on the podcast. Or I'd like to walk my way on to yours. Vinny, can't wait to meet you, man. Heard nothing but good things. Fantasy Booking, Ryan. We talked heart. We talked Piper. We've talked so much nostalgia. You can go 2022. You can go, you know, 1917 wrestling. Who do you want to see? Since Piper's your guy, let's go Hart first. Who's the match you want to see? Hart, AJ Styles, right off the Ooh. bat. Oh, AJ Styles, I, I think, would be phenomenal wrestling match. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, AJ Styles mark. I love, love watching AJ. all his matches. I can dig it, brother. Let's talk Piper though. The hot rod, yeah. Kind of disrespected by WWF. Where does he belong? What is the matchup you got to see? The match I have to see, Piper in his prime, this era, maybe even pre this, like heel Piper, there's two. And we kind of saw one of them in a uh, Piper's pit later in Piper's career. But the two matches I have to see, and it's not even just because of the matches. It's because of the promos. I have to see Piper and Austin and Piper and KO. Ooh, okay. Because those like promos it. alone would be I you know, I know there was a Piper's pit with pro with uh Austin and, and Piper, but different that time, Piper was kind of yeah. Twenty twenty one or something. Yeah, no, he was or dead by then. WrestleMania uh, yeah, 21. Oh, Jesus. I mean, a Piper and a Piper in his prime versus Austin in his prime, or a Piper in his prime versus Owens now. I mean, come on. You can't, you don't have three better guys on the mic. And I know Vinny will argue, and a lot of people argue that The Rock is better on the mic. And The Rock is amazing on the mic. But if you want to go full, quote unquote, heel, not heel, you don't have three better guys than Austin KO and Piper. I can dig it. I, you know, I, to me, I have to dive into more to Piper because I remember the Piper's pits and I remember the promos. I want to see more of the wrestling. If he is that brawler, I just, I don't remember a ton of his matches. If you so, want to see a great Piper match, go to, I think it's, uh, I think it's NWA. 
It's uh, Piper and Valentine in a dog collar match. Okay. It's one of the most brutal, amazing, and I'm not a huge Valentine fan, but Piper and Valentine in a dog collar match, and I believe it was NWA, might have been AWA, but I'm pretty sure it was NWA. Such a brutal match that it was like it solidified Piper as like an all time great. And then See, all his flare matches. I thought you were going to say, like, WrestleMania Six Piper versus Rhythm and Blues, you know, Honky Talk Man, Greg Valentine, Pink Cadillac. Or or uh, Piper versus uh, Bad News Brown at WrestleMania Five oh. when he painted half his face black. Oh, such a rib. So bad. So different. But that's what's fun, man. A lot of people watching this, checking out the show. It is Monday. If you're not watching Raw, you better be watching WrestleMania Rewinds with me. With Ryan. Dude, so enough about Heat Ratio Sports, WrestleMania Rewinds, the wrestling mat. I want to get to you, brother, because we talked an uh, intercontinental title match that surrounded literally your last podcast, the Mountie Front Face Lock Podcast. You and Vinny, who I've been calling out all day, brother, getting kind of tired. Anyways, dude, let's talk your podcast, man, because this is something a lot of people don't get with other wrestling content and i dig it what do you want to talk about i mean like you know it's me and Vinny. we're drunk idiots and you know we were lucky enough to get a lot of good guests on the show uh vince russo uh i would say just incredible but he's a scumbag uh pn news <laughs> Gary just incredible scumbag i like it pn news Gary Gapetta, vince russo the mountie Evan Roberts from uh, there's a sports radio show in New York. He's one of the bigger sportscasters. You know, we've had great guests. You know, just, we email them. You know, we just asked them like, "Hey, you want to come on?" And me and Vinny just drink and watch old paper. We grew up on the wrestling. You know, WrestleMania four probably was like our first like delve into it. WrestleMania four to today, but you know, there was a lot of pay per views we didn't watch that were like, "Wow, that was bad." And yeah. But that's what's so fun about wrestling content. It's not all going to be great, but some of it you're going to have, you know, your Jessica Fletcher's of Murder, She Wrote. You're going to have you somebody like my shirt, don't you? that just steals the show. I've been waiting all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Front Face Lock, it's a different style. It's a good style. It reminds me of what's good, authenticity. Things that you don't get. Everybody can talk, oh, Survivor Series reviews are in the books. Yeah, but I don't get that from front face. Like I get a different feel, and that's what's important to me. Dude, Ryan, Ryan McGann, Front Face Lock on Twitter, on Instagram. Check out their podcast. Last one dropped with the Mountie, and he beat Bret Hart, brother. Um, Ryan, any closing thoughts before we get the truck out of here? Did I speed this up? It seems like this is a quicker episode than your normal episodes. I'm right at 30 minutes, baby. At like 30, been 30 minutes, for wanting a cigarette. So, <laughs> no, listen, uh, Matt, Maddie, you're you're one of our friends. You're you're part of the League of Extraordinary Idiots. One of our you know close friends that are doing this, and you know I love the fact that you love old school wrestling like we do, and we're definitely gonna want to have you on. And you know you have the Shawn Michaels hat. Vinny loves you know Shawn Michaels, but um, oh, you know. Like you said, the wrestling community, our wrestling community is fucking amazing. Sorry, amazing. And, uh, it, you know, you're a beard guy like me. Lucky 13 Beard Company sponsors our show. And he would definitely sponsor yours if you reached out to him. He's a good guy. But, you know, 
I, I appreciate all the kind words. That that was phenomenal. I love you know the kind words. I, I'm humbled by the fact that people like our show. Absolutely, Ryan. You know what's not humbling? When I drop the big boot on you, brother, leg drop, one, two, three. All I can say, if you're talking Shawn Michaels and you're talking Vinny, tuck your chin, brother. Uh, let's get Last time. Dude, best time. Ryan, Matty Daddy, Wrestling Matt, Heat Ratio Sports, Fish Don't Fry in the Kitchen, Beans Don't Burn on the Grill, and we're out of here. Next time you see me, we're going The Rock. We're going Austin. We're going Philadelphia. WrestleMania. Get ready. Next week, I'll have the Fantasy Hustler dropping dimes. Till next week, it's been a pleasure. My treasure. Oh, oh! Just...